Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by my good pal, Mr. Ken Coleman, this hour, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. You call in, we'll talk about your life, your money, your work, the toxic boss, that job that you're really dreaming of, and how you can take steps to get there. And uh, Ken, this is this has been a hot topic, especially this year with the hot job market. People are going, I've got options. Yeah. What do I do next? Yeah. I saw something this morning, a new survey uh, that came out that said 42% of Americans are saying they're going to demand a raise this year to keep up with inflation. Is that how it works? And I just chuckled. You know, you know a good chuckle. It's not a true laugh. It's a chuckle. Like, you can't, these people cannot demand a raise to keep up with inflation because that's going to actually create more problems involving inflation. And you've got so many of Americans who can't even name the three branches of government, so I'm not surprised if Don't people quiz me, Ken. are going to demand that their boss give them a raise for a cost of living. First of all, it doesn't work that way, or people will be out of business. And secondly, you're going to get laughed at, and you might get fired. So see how that works out for you. We're here to help you with things like that, uh, because the bottom line is, is if you're living debt-free, and even if you're in the robust zone of gazelle intensity, you can be inflation-proof. People who stand on that debt-free stage every day are inflation-proof. I'm inflation-proof. You're inflation-proof. Is it because we're better than anybody else? No. It's because we have margin, and we have peace. So uh, you know what? We live in a topsy-turvy time. So yes, we'll talk about your work as well, because as Dave has said, it's your greatest wealth-building tool, your income tied to your work. And uh, so we'll help you. We'll help you uh, in that process however we can, because it's tied to money, it's tied to relationships, and your overall health. So your quality how of about life. that for a setup? I love it. All right, well, give us a call if you're interested in that pitch right there, 888 Angel kicks us off in Dallas. Angel, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. George and Ken. Just my lucky day. I get to talk to Ken as well as you, George. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Wow. We should record that, James, and uh, we'll play that for our wives. I did not pay Angel anything to say those nice things about it. It's very nice. I always love every drink that you suggest on Smart Happy Hour. Oh, thank you for listening. I wish Rachel was here to hear this instead of Ken. Yeah, well, she needs the validation. My question really is probably um, geared more toward you. My husband is 42, and I am 50. We have two children, and one uh, is going off to college in June, and then we will have one child left in high school. We make about $335,000 each year. Um, he would like to retire when our uh, youngest uh, graduates high school in three years, so mm-hmm. at 45, mm-hmm. because he's been in the job that he, in financial services for 22 years since he graduated college, but it's not very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't know if that's the right time to retire at 45. We don't have any debt. Um, our house is worth eight thirty-five. It's paid off. Wow! Congrats. And we have about one point three million in retirement savings. Mm-hmm. So I would like to encourage him to, yes, ch- 
change careers. I just don't know when the right time is financially for that to happen. Well, that's a very interesting question uh, coming from you. And I think that your your safety gland is probably flaring a little bit. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you as a objective bystander here, uh, it shouldn't be. You guys are fine. Um, this is not a man who is a lazy loafer. It's not a man who's confused. He's not having a midlife crisis. I think this is a guy, I'm taking a stab here, tell me if I'm right or wrong, that has done the same thing since he got out of college. He's done quite well at it. You guys have a lot of margin. And at the age of 45, because he has less pressure, he wants to shift. He wants to pivot. And you should be totally in support of that because I don't think this guy is going to just shut it down for the rest of his life. I think he's going to move on to something even more exciting and might even move on to something more uh, profitable financially. So I think this is a good move because of your position. You guys have no debt in the world, a fat retirement, and I think him stepping away and reassessing uh, as this season comes to an end when your youngest goes off to college, I think it's a great decision because he wants to do it, and he can do it. Therefore, I'm fine with it. Awesome. How do you feel now? What are your fears around that, Angel? Is it it financial, or is it, I don't know what he's going to do. He's not even halfway through his life. He's going to sit there all day? Is that it? Uh, I just think he doesn't know what he wants to do. And even though um, he would like to leave, he's feeling those golden handcuffs and thinking, if I leave, will we have, you know, be able to provide health care for the children? And sometimes kids come back and I'm thinking we could just sell this house and have a smaller house. But he would like to move into an apartment and not own anything. And And you're like, wait a second, Sparky. That's my nest you're talking about. And you want to keep your McMansion and have your nice life. I see what's going on. Okay, couple things. Uh, Angel, number one, he's got three years, if I heard you correctly. He's got three years to figure this out. That's plenty of time. And he's got three years to do it under no pressure at all. That's even better. So I'm going to give you my Get Clear Career Assessment for your husband. Okay, Chris is going to give that to you as my gift. I'm also going to give him the book uh, From Paycheck to Purpose, which outlines the seven stages to moving into the real dream job, not a fantasy, but something that he absolutely loves and something that matters to him. It's doable. He's got three years to figure this out. That's more than enough time. And he has all the clues, all the details that he needs He's been doing good work for a long time. And so he's going to retire to something, not from something. Mm. And I think if I were to say to him today, hey, uh, I can guarantee you that we can get you into something at 45 that you really, really enjoy, that lights your heart up, and you can make really good money and never even miss the old job, what do you think he would say to me? He would say, sign me up. Okay, so we are signing him up. So it starts with the assessment and the book from Paycheck to Purpose. And and from there, he's got everything he needs to, to go and explore and make connections and figure out that thing that he wants to do. You got it? Got it. Awesome. And that Thank means you, you get to keep the McMansion. Woo! That's a big piece of this puzzle. 
They are not in agreement on what kind of life they want to have going forward. Yeah. That's the bigger piece of this. We can figure out the finances. Yeah. You can go make more money. But I, I like where this is going. We have some homework to do. Yeah. But I think they're on the path to being financially independent. I think, I think once he figures out that thing, he'll cave on the apartment thing. I think yeah. that's an extreme reaction to a guy who's just tired of being in the hamster wheel. Amen. Thanks for the call, Angel. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ramsey personality Ken Coleman. The number to call if you want to jump into the conversation is 888-825-5225. And uh, we'll be here for you. I know it's scary to use that phone app on your phone instead of whatever else the kids are using it for, but it's the only way currently to get advice on the show. I get a lot of DMs on Instagram saying, hey, can you help me? I say, call the show. Don't be scared. We're here. Yeah, I love the DMs, but it's very hard to answer these complex questions via DMs. Yeah, and Ken's got to get his readers on. It's a whole situation. Yeah, I can't type with my thumbs like George can. Did you just tell everybody that I use readers? I don't think anyone's shocked by that. A lot of people are. Most of the people in the lobby think I'm about 35. They thought you had 20-20 vision. Uh, yeah, you know. It's fine. You look great in them, Ken. You got some stylish ones. Not as good as you look in that child size uh, jean jacket. I knew it was coming. I was waiting for an Oshkosh Bagosh reference. It's all I got. It's all I got. No, it's a wonderful jean jacket. You look great. It looks like an adult small. That would be accurate. Is it? It's not extra small? I have no idea. Okay. You know, I I don't look at those things, Ken. It's just, if it fits, I sit. There we go. Nice. I like like that. that. I do like that. Oh, let's get to the calls before James takes us off the air. Here we go. Kimberly's up next in San Diego. Kimberly, save us from ourselves. How can we help? (laughs) Hi, George and Ken. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. You You sound like you're in a fantastic mood. I am. I I am in a good mood. (laughs) Good for you. That's exciting. How can we help? Thank you. Um, So my question is about investing, um, specifically for my twin daughters. Um, They're in a bit of a unique situation. They've filmed a handful of commercials. Nice. Um, Yeah. So they've earned a little bit of money. So I'm just looking um, for some advice on how to invest that. How old are your daughters? They're four. How fun. Were they just so yeah. stoked on this? Yeah, it, it's been pretty fun for them. Was it print or uh, film? Um, so the first one they did was film, mm-hmm. um, and that was when they were babies. They were like 
two months old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. They're experienced so, actresses by this point. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, so the ones this year, they haven't come out yet, so we're not exactly sure okay. how they're going to be used. Um, but they had two this year. That is so fun. Uh, my daughter, um, actually all three of my kids did some uh, early acting, and my daughter has stayed with it. So how much money are we talking about? Um, it's not a lot. Um, this year, it's about $5,000 each. Nice. Um, That's a lot for a four-year-old. I was going to say. You give a four-year-old yeah. a $10 bill, they think they can retire. I know. <laughs> so five k each. That's awesome. Where is it now? Um, so I was thinking, it's just in the bank, but I was thinking of investing in mutual funds for them, um, just because, well, I'm, I'm just not sure. I want it to be accessible for them when they're 18 Mm -hmm. so they can decide how they want to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I was also wondering since they do have earned income, if I should put some of it into Roth for them. Or if that's kind of silly. To no, that's that. not silly at all. It's Nothing one of the silly. greatest life hacks of all time. And because you have to have earned income to contribute to a Roth IRA. And so the one caveat kind of loophole is if your child does legitimate work like they have done, you can actually invest that money. And we talk about compound growth on the show all the time. If you let that money just sit for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I mean, they're going to be multi, multi millionaires just from the work they're doing today. So you're thinking the right mm-hmm. way. Okay. And uh, I love what Ken did for his kids oh, and the way yeah. they process this when they get a check, because it's a four-year-old, right? So we, it's a weird thing to try to explain to this four-year-old that they just got all this money and what to do with it, right? Yeah. You're kind of the financial advisor yeah. right now. So what we did yeah. for Josie, I think she was seven when she uh, did one of her first paid ads. It was a print ad for like Fazoli's, I think. Wow. Like she had breadsticks or something like this. So anyway, she was old enough to understand like, I'm getting paid and I think she made $1,500, you know, which again, fantastic money. She's seven. And so we sat her down and, you know, we understood that she understood that she was getting, you know, paid for doing this, this, this modeling and this little acting job. And so we uh, explained the concept of giving. And uh, so we, we pulled out a chunk and we let her put it in the offering plate at church that week. Right. And then, uh, and then we gave her some money to spend. And I think we gave her like a hundred bucks or something, which again, you would have thought, I mean, this kid's eyes bugged out of her head. It was like, this is your hundred dollars. You can put it in your little bank. You know, we had the Ramsey give, save, spend little, you know, the, I don't know if we still make those. Oh yeah. I think and, they uh, just updated it. Actually. Yeah. So she could see it. I think we gave it to her in five twenties cause it just felt so awesome for her. And then we told her that we put the rest in the savings and we put it in her five twenty nine account. Um, that she could, you know, use uh, later as she goes into any kind of training or any type of education. So that's what we did. We just explained it to her, uh, and again, at the age of seven, she was able to understand it. Yeah. And and so, so uh, four might be a little bit. Four is probably that. a little early, uh, but let them let them experience the fruits of their labor. Uh, it was so exciting to let her go. I mean, I was like, you can blow it. Because it wasn't about being wise with it. She's seven. It was she's already being wise with the money. It was like go go buy something fun. I think she bought a build a bear and you know whatever seven year old girls love to buy. It was just all a bunch of nothing. She was excited, but it was it was the reward piece that she got. I work, I get the reward, 
And then I've also been smart with it, and I saved it. So we we were very practical with it. So whether or not you want to do the Roth or the 529, I think that's a great move. But let them spend some of it and then teach them to give some of it. Okay. So about the Roth, does that tie it up until retirement for them? Now, technically, in most cases, the Roth, you're not going to be able to access until 59 and a half. You can take out the contributions that you've put in. Uh, without penalty, but even then I wouldn't because you're unplugging that compound growth that's building and the way your kids are going to be set up, they're not going to need to dip into their retirement accounts for money. And so you could do a few things. I would put most of it in that Roth IRA. I think that's a great move. You could put a little, a little bit of it in a 529 into a high yield savings account and just let that money grow into kind of a custodial account for them at the bank. Uh, and then like Ken said, give a little bit of it, spend a little bit of it. What's the toy they've been wanting? All right, let's go get them the toy. You you worked hard for this, and that comes from work. So, uh, I would okay. I would just say leave it in that Roth. They're gonna thank you later when you start doing the calculations on five thousand dollars in a Roth IRA from age four to sixty four. It will explode your brain. It is going to be so much <laughs> okay. money, even if you never added to it. And so that's what I love about that. They're gonna be like, Mom, thank you for doing that because you just made me a millionaire at four years old, and I didn't even know it. That's changing your family tree. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you're a good mom, Kimberly. Mom That's of fun. the year, Kimberly. Yeah, how about that? I can't wait until your little princess comes to you and says she wants to uh, uh, act or maybe sing or write. I need to ask you about this, Ken. So uh, those of you that don't know, I had a baby. I didn't have a baby. My no. wife had a baby less than four weeks ago. We're coming up on four weeks and I'm already thinking about the 529, and yeah. I don't want to push her towards acting, but it's one of those loopholes where you can go, if she can contribute to that Roth at two months old, that's a game changer for her future. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are your thoughts about that, Ken, pushing your kid into something like, do you kind of encourage it, let them explore their passions? Obviously, yeah, they're so push. young. So parents, don't push your kids into anything. Uh, that's the problem we've got with this uh, current generation. They've been pushed, and they've been coddled. And so they've not had a chance to make their own decisions. So what you want is if your little kid comes to you and says, hey, daddy, I want to try soccer, then go great and sign them up for soccer. If they hate it two weeks in, say you got to finish the season. Teach them some life lessons. Then if they come to you and say, I want to try guitar, say great and go get them guitar lessons. And if they want to quit after two, say, nope, you got to finish. And you rinse and you repeat. And eventually, they're going to do something that makes the tuning fork of their heart go off. And now, parents, you've let them discover it. And it's what they love to do. It's not reliving your childhood dreams that you never met. Ouch. Beautifully said. That's good advice. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers, and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now, you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman. If you enjoy this show, I imagine you would enjoy some of the other shows on The Ramsey Network, including The Ken Coleman Show, The George Camel YouTube Channel, Smart Money Happy Hour, which I co-host with Rachel Cruz. We have a lot of fun on that one. Very different style. We don't take calls. It's just fun, pop culture, yeah. and, comedy, and real riffing. cocktails. We had a previous caller who said she loved the drink suggestions. It's fun. And we made one live at Smart Conference, a mocktail. I and understand. It, it was one of the best I've had. And I saw the recipe for that and uh, took a picture of it on my phone, and I'm going to do the real deal. Wow. By the way. It's an honor. Uh, is there any truth to the rumors in the back of the Suburban when we were riding back to the hotel? You and Rachel were promising me. This, that you would be a guest on Smart Money Happy this, Hour. Is this a bad time to bring that up? It's not as long as John Deloney's not listening because he's also wanting a coveted guest spot on Smart Money Happy oh, Hour. I see. Okay. I don't, listen, I don't pull the string scan. I'm not the producer. Okay. We're just the talent. We're the mere talent, but it would be an honor to have you. You guys were talking a big game. I think you would add. How much fun it would be for me to be on. And you'd I add a said, lot of value. I think I would. All right, we'll let America weigh People in. love to blame their producers for when they don't want to have people on, you know? <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, the producer... Well, you should have heard it in the back of the car. They were laying it on thick. Hey, you should come on and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I keep checking my inbox. Still nothing. Nothing there. Keep dreaming. Okay. All right, let's go to the phones. If you want to jump in, the number to call is 888 825 We'll help you take the right next step with your life, your work, and, of course, your money. Josh is in Albany, New York. Josh, welcome to The Ramsey Show. How you doing? Hey, fellas. Thanks a ton for taking uh, the time to chat with me today. Sure. You. Hey, uh, so I find myself kind of at a bit of a positive financial crossroads in my life. I just started a new job um, in Long Island that pays 125 k a year, which is more than double my previous salary. It's great. Um, but I currently live in Albany, New York. So wow. I have been commuting down. Um, and it's about, you know, anywhere from six to eight hours a day of driving, depending on traffic. Oh, hold on a second. How long have you been commuting six to eight hours a day? It's only been two weeks and it is on a hybrid schedule. So I'm only in the office two days at the moment. So it's not exceptionally brutal. Um, and it it will probably be three days, uh, on site, you know, moving forward. Um, and my initial intention was to move down to the city, but the more I do the math, the more I think about it. The more I'm debating just doing the commute and functionally doubling my already doubled salary, you know. Ooh, are you married, kids? What's your status? <laughs> no, single as the day is long. Okay, I don't even have a house plan to worry about. So I think okay. it's I think it's bananas that you're even considering doing this. But the fact that you're single is the only scenario. Yeah. How old are you? By which I could do that. Uh, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, it's not a sustainable solution. No. Even two or three days a week, your mental health is going to suffer. You'll yeah. be calling the Dr. John Deloney show uh, shortly here <laughs> because of this. So we've got to find a solution. And if that means finding a different job, finding a job that's closer that can pay you that, or moving to Long Island and figuring it out, maybe you get a roommate for a while to uh, be able to afford the Here's cost of living. Here's an idea. Why don't, we, why don't we get rid of the extreme, Josh, and why don't we think... 30 miles, 40 miles outside of Long Island. Let's 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 get outside a little bit where maybe the cost of living is not as much as being, you know, right there where you work. Split the mm-hmm. difference uh, a good ways here. Uh, I just think yeah, you're going to eventually get the... miserable. You're going to be miserable with all that. And by the way, that's just not good for you and your health. Um it's just not good for you. Putting a mm. lot of miles on your car there's just a lot of diminishing returns to this. I'd really like to talk yeah. you out of it. 
Okay. So let's. George is the best at this. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap George here on the shoulder. Tag team here. Let's talk him through roommate. Let's walk through his raise. Well, can plus I, cost of living. Let's walk through this. Here's George. what happens, Josh. People tend to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got A and B. A is I stay in Albany, I commute eight hours, or B, I move to Long Island and broke. And I go, what about C, D, E, F, G? And you go down through the alphabet here. And so let's yeah. talk through those scenarios. Could you move closer to Long Island but not directly in the city and have a half-hour commute, 45-minute commute? Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm going anywhere even close to the city, my minimum commute is already going to be like an hour, you know, even unless I can find something explicitly like in the township that I would be in, but the cost of living there is actually much higher because it's kind of a rich area. Um, so I've been looking at like maybe Poughkeepsie, something to cut it in half, you know, maybe an hour and a half commute each so day. So how much more is it? Mind the drive how much but. more does it cost you to live in Poughkeepsie? Uh, by the way, I love saying that word. I knew it. I was just thinking Ken loves saying that It just came out word. of my mouth and it felt so good. Uh, so I'm going to say it again. Poughkeepsie. If there it pumped, is. There it is. Uh, how much more is it to live there than where you're living now in Albany? Well, my current situation in Albany, my rent is 575 bucks a month, which I'm never going to live this cheap again in my yeah, life. Yeah, are you in a box? Um, no, it's actually a great apartment. Uh, wow. Like a, my room is like 400 square feet. It's gigantic. Um, it's, yeah, uh, so 400 square feet is never gigantic. But but how no, no, much no, difference? Not apartment, just my bedroom. All <laughs> oh, okay. your bedroom. Okay. What's uh, yeah. What's the difference in cost? Um, probably I'm looking at a minimum of at least fifteen hundred dollars increase in rent. Probably two thousand dollars in rent for a one bedroom. Sounds about appropriate. Yeah, probably fifteen to two thousand somewhere in there. What about range. a two bedroom? Uh, probably only a little bit more, maybe twenty two hundred. Okay, so that's where I'm going with this. You get one roommate, a similar you know guy like you, in his twenties, early thirties, single. And just looking to have a place to crash. That's all you're looking for. A guy who's clean, who can pay on time. Now your rent is 1100 bucks, right? But you also mm-hmm. just gained seven hours of your life back every single yeah. day. Yeah. And not to mention, yeah. you just doubled your salary, correct? Yeah, more so. More than that. Okay, so doubling so, your rent payment is not the end of the world. Yeah. It's not like you're going backwards. Yeah. I think in your mind, you're so stuck on this unbelievable rent that you have, 500 bucks a month, which is unbelievable. It's like you're in the Stone Age. Uh, somehow you've managed that. That's phenomenal. Good for you. But you're looking at that and the increase over that, and you're not looking at how much better your life is. This great job that you love, uh, you're you over double your salary. I, I think you need to be focusing on that, and this is about stretching and growing, and you can you can handle a $1,500 a month, one bedroom. That's not outrageous, given the money he's making. Yeah, well, do you have any debt? Mm-hmm. Uh, just my car, which is about $32,000, but that's it. How much do you owe on that? Uh, on the car? Yeah, is it 32? Yeah, 32. Oh, what's it worth? I, um, probably about that. It's a 2022 Subaru Outback. I just bought it earlier this year. Yeah, but dude, you are just appreciating the snot out of that thing with all that driving. Yeah. You're going to put 100,000 miles on that thing in a year, the way you're going. That's the number one reason to move. Is that right there? Yeah, that yeah. you're going to be underwater on that car yeah, that's if you Subaru aren't already. It's going to be screaming at you swearing at you <laughs> puffing i'd get you, you know? a prius Stop. if you're going to be driving seven hours a day there you go yeah, but, for sure. but yeah i think you know what to do josh the hard part is letting go of this amazing rent and dealing with the idea of having a roommate and moving again but man it, it is worth it you doubled your income and yeah. there's got to be some sacrifices that come along with that if you're going to keep this job long term yep
Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You got this, man. You're not, you're not doing anything crazy. I mean, he's really nervous about that rent. I, I can't picture that. taking a road trip every single day just to go to work and back. I don't, when is he leaving the house? 2 a.m.? He's probably not sleeping. I, I didn't want to ask that because I, honestly, it. I was afraid I was going to break out in a rash just for him. Just yeah. the, 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 the the anxiety of thinking about uh, six to, did he say six to seven Six hours? to eight hours total. Six to, to eight hours total. So we're talking, that's probably three or four each way, I imagine. And then he goes, well, it was only a couple of days a week. I don't care if it's once a month. That would drive me bananas. No, thank you. I don't and like Ken, to be in a car very long. You though. need your beauty sleep. You don't get this with three hours, four hours of sleep. Look, you know, I got it. It takes a few minutes to do this hair too. This doesn't happen in a couple of minutes. There's a process here, George. We both have our process. Well, I don't think your personal sanity, your physical health, your mental health is worth commuting to that job, even if it's a dream job. Yeah, you're living a nightmare. Do not forget that that hampers your ability to do your job well and potentially get promoted so this is a holistic life decision here i hope i hope he goes closer and i hope he lives in poughkeepsie because i like saying it. ken was just dying for a call from poughkeepsie y'all this is the ramsey show fake it till you make it it's popular career advice but it doesn't work for very long If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. You call us up. We'll talk about your life, your your work, and your money. And hey, if you're a new listener to this show, first of all, welcome. We know you have a lot of options when you fly. We appreciate you checking this one out. And if you want to dive deeper into the Ramsey baby steps and some of the lingo we dish out on the show, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and we'll help you figure out the next best step for your journey based on where you're at today. That's RamseySolutions.com. Click on Get Started. By the way, I should also say to those who may want to come uh, see us, we have a great group of people in the lobby today. Yes. When you said the whole, uh, you have many choices when you fly, if you come watch the show live at our world headquarters here just south of Nashville, uh, we don't give you pretzels and peanuts. We give you fresh baked goods, cookies, cakes, uh, lemonades, bottled water, hot coffee, cold coffee, and uh, yeah, so there you go. And a free mug. You get a free mug? Yeah. I didn't know this. this and, a, is... and of course, it costs nothing to watch the show. Although, if, if times yeah. get tough, I guess we could charge and see if anyone, you know, donations at the door kind of thing. That, that is true. We could. But it's a great time. We, we love meeting so people come from see all us. around the world. We yeah. had someone from Germany. Yeah, in we the, just in met the a nice today. lady from Germany. So, who knew? So, we're open for business. Come by and see us. All right, Sean is in New Orleans. I like how you said that, George. New Orleans. New Orleans. How are we doing, Sean? 
I'm doing great. You're talking to one of the original George Hamill fans here. I was wow. a George Hamill fan before he was a Ramsey personality. I wow, need to, long I need, time. I need to know more. What period of time uh, was this? This was when he was uh, doing the uh, commercial breaks. Oh, and, the YouTube. Uh, doing the, doing, doing the money I thought you were like from, uh, like, you went to high school with match. me. That's I appreciate I that. Hoping. I was hoping you were like his high school shop teacher <laughs> and you were about ready to drop some knowledge on us. So, okay, good. I love no, it. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, no, I'm, uh, all right, so I'll get to the question. Yes, so I'm at the opposite end of the uh, uh, spectrum here. You had a guest there uh, 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 asking how to deal with the, uh, four or five year old kids and setting them up. I've got a 75 year old mother who is still working as flight attendant. Wow. And saved up about, a, saved up about a million. So we've been on uh, a withdrawal plan for the last 10 years since, uh, since she was 65. So she's only got about half of her money in a Roth outside from the withdrawals. And the other half is in regular cash. And she has about a half million left in the uh, uh, pre-tax 401k portion. So <clears throat> she's in the, uh, I guess, the winter of her life, uh, as, uh, and it's going to be having to look at drawing down eventually. So I, my original plan was to uh, do tranches and annuitize the 500000 as opposed to drawing down further. But with inflation, uh, I know that that's been a main concern that y'all have been talking about. I, I'm concerned that with an annuity or, or slowly annuitizing it, that if inflation does take off, that it will essentially destroy the value of the uh, of the monthly payments on the annuity. So one of the things I was considering, I know you know Dave is typically not a fan of gold, but uh, as far as the drawdown portion to where managing her uh, finances over a one to nine year period in the liquid phase, you know, beyond baby step three, as far as the uh, uh, three to six months of uh, emergencies uh, funds, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was to use a portion of that, not with physical gold, but gold funds, you know, that's something that you can easily uh, uh, turn into liquid cash, you know, in the market. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on gold funds that, that hold physical gold on your behalf as a hedge for somebody in, in the twilight years to try to protect their purchasing power yeah. of what they have. Uh, so I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I appreciate the question. I love that you're thinking about this to help your mom you know, retire with dignity and keep this money alive as long as possible. But even a gold fund versus gold itself, the problem with gold is, and we talked about this on yesterday's show with Dave, is that it doesn't produce anything. And so what you're looking for is a growth stock mutual fund, companies that have publicly traded stocks that are focused on growth. And what that does, they're producing something called profit. They're creating revenue out there in the economy, and that's going to give you a much higher return in the long term. And so what is that the 500000 currently invested in inside of that 401k? Mm -hmm. So about uh, 15 to 20% of it in, in the growth stocks. Uh, that you talk about the remaining, uh, and so it's a 401k. It's basically in the uh, interest income fund, which I guess is growing around 6% uh, right now because uh, my main concern is, you know, just on a historical basis, uh, growth stocks uh, appear to be significantly overvalued relative to where the mean is over history. I think the S&P, for example, typically 
trades at a 15 multiple. It's about 25 now. So it seems like the odds. You know, You're saying, for, hey, what happened the last person, 30, 40 years is not going to happen the next 30, 40 years. Therefore, I'm spooked. I'm going to put the money elsewhere. Yeah, the concern is, I'm not going to say that we're going to head for an exact repeat of the 1930s uh, after the stock market crash or anything like that, but it is a possibility. And if, you know, for somebody who's five years of age or even 35 years of age, you know, you're going to have, you know, maybe 40 years to recover from that. But if my mother was to suffer a 50% loss, you know, in her remaining 10 years or 15 years of life, I don't know that we'd be able to recover for that. Does she have a paid-for house? Any debt? Uh, Yeah, she has no debt. She rents. And and so her rent, we we calculated uh, about $65,000 a year is what she would need to live on. 36% of that would represent the rent around $2,000 a month, including the, uh, you know, garage and some other uh, um, amenities that come with the rent and a car, which we're accruing that sixty-five thousand would accrue. Uh, I don't know about two, two or three hundred a month to replace the car. And what's her monthly yeah, income? Uh, if it, uh, her monthly, well, she used to make an equivalent in today's terms one hundred twenty thousand, but she's down to sixty thousand. What do you mean in today's terms? What What is her paycheck today? Her paycheck today is sixty thousand. That's because okay. she's only working about. She's essentially working the equivalent of part time. I guess you would say. Got it. Uh, she. She's not able to work the hours that she used to do due to you know getting older. Yeah, that's a young man's game. That's a, I mean, flight attendant is a it's a lot on the body to travel that much and that up and down and early mornings and late nights. But Sean, I'll tell you what I would tell you know my mother who is not seventy five yet, but I would still trust the U.S. stock market and I would still invest in those mutual funds and index funds. And if you want to go a little more conservative, you know, a seventy thirty split and not have it all in stocks, that's okay. But I would not turn out of fear of what could be to things like gold funds or U.S. treasuries. I don't think it's going to beat inflation over the long run. And I truly have faith in the U.S. economy. So that's just personally what I would do. Uh, I appreciate the call, though. Thank you so much. Ken, are you with us here? We got some mic feedback. Yeah, I'm actually here. I'm not sure I'm what's something. going on. Something's happening in the uh, in my ears. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Yeah. It's live. We know we'll power through it. There we go. Whatever just happened. But Ken, this is a this is a real thing. People getting spooked by the US economy, wanting to pull their money out, wanting to put it in yeah, sure. things like gold and other commodities. What do you tell people when it comes to fear as it relates to their life? Okay, so We have to figure out if fear is telling us the truth and protecting us, like if I were to get on a ledge, okay, overlooking a a, a very steep cliff, and and fear says, whoa, back up. Now, that's fear telling me, you're too close to the edge, and it's protecting me. But many times, fear is not telling us the truth. It's not truth-based. Therefore, it is holding us back. So we want to sit down, and we want to go, okay, let's just take this situation, okay? Because there's a lot of, I mean, my goodness. I I don't want to take a shot at Facebook, but I'm just going to keep it real. My dad is in his 70s. The guy's on Facebook all day long. Okay? Mm. And it's just one scary Stoking link fear. after another link that this guy's clicking on and the algorithm is feeding him. And so there are a lot of people going, the world is going to crash. It's coming to an end and all this stuff. That could happen. If it does, 
The stock market and how much money your mom has left over is the least of your worries. Yeah. So I would act as though everything is going to be fine, and let's move forward that way. And that's how I would choose to take on that fear. That's a good plan. And also, working with a financial advisor who can show you real data, real facts, real perspective. And uh, I would highly encourage her to check out RamseySolutions.com and get some help there. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour, joined by Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show. And we are here to serve you today, America. You can give us a call at 888-825-5225. If you've got that burning question don't be shy. This is the day to call. Ken and I, uh, you know, we're, we haven't been called intimidating many times in our life. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, we that's couldn't intimidate statement. an ant. Let's be honest. I once fought an ant and I lost. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, we are. We, we have fun together. Uh, we enjoy being together. We're here to help you. We're not going to yell at you. We're going to encourage you. And uh, George is uh, one half of the wildly popular duo, uh, Rachel Cruz being the other half of uh, Smart Money Happy Hour. And I'd like to point out that in the Yeti here is just water. There Thank you for pointing that no, out. No cocktails or mocktails on the set today. I am unbeveraged. I bet to the your advice camp. would be better, though. Uh, I, I wonder. That's fair. I wouldn't work any longer, but uh, the advice would be great for one show. Well, hey, if you want some of that advice, you can try us at 888 John is kicking us off in Seattle. John, welcome to the show. John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Um, so my wife and I are 33. We've, um, we're on baby steps four through six right now. And um, step four, we've got figured out the retirement stuff. And right now we're looking at step five and six. Um, we've got two kids, one more on the way. And so I'm focusing in on step five right now, which is the kids' college fund. Um, and the main question I have is basically how much to put in there for each of the kids. Because, you know, it seems like there's my view. So basically my wife and I both value education. Um, I've got an MBA and my wife's got a doctorate and it's worked for us. Our careers made sense. We paid off our debt. Um, and the career paths we chose made sense. We have constant discussions about, you know, we want our kids to go into certain degrees, certain areas, maybe, um, we're kind of discussing how much should we put away? Should we cover their undergrad? Should we, set aside some stuff for graduate? Like, should we set them up for our path? I'm, I'm personally on the fence between, you know, I think 10 to 20 years from now, uh, you know, the ROI on certain degrees might not make sense. Like if my son decides he wants to do a six month, uh, plumber course and become an apprentice and start his own business and take some business courses on the side and, you know, start off with no debt, I would rather have that. But at the same time, we're kind of talking about, well, if they're going to go down the education route, we want them to have some skin in the game. Because my wife and I both had to pay student loans, and it kind of forced us to work while we were in All right, school. John, let me, John, 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 let me jump in yeah. for a second. We're going to get to the money piece. How old are the kids? Um, so our oldest is five, sec, uh, youngest is two, and then the other one's on the way. Okay, John, first of all, I love your heart, and I love that you're intent on this, but you need to breathe, man. Uh, they're two and five. 
Like, just enjoy yeah. finger painting and sock puppets and whatever else is going on, okay? That's the first thing. Secondly, um, you asked the question, and maybe it was rhetorical, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it literally. Uh, as a guy who is way further down the, the, the path than you, I'm only speaking from experience. You don't even have to call this wisdom, okay? You have no freaking idea what your kids are going to decide to do. You have no freaking idea what the world of work is going to look like at that point. And you're absolutely right about the ROI. The ROI on a college degree right now is already plummeting. And that world is yeah. changing rapidly. I talk about that almost every day on the Ken Coleman Show. As the work guy here at Ramsey, I'm focusing on the education piece that qualifies you for work. Uh, but but let me also say, you said, should we steer them? Should we push them in the direction that we went? No! Mm-hmm. No! Let your kids choose their own path. It's, yeah. a, it's a disaster situation for parents to put pressure well, so, on these so, kids to do what you yeah, did. Where I'm coming yeah, where I'm coming from with that is that, you know, like if, if there's all this, if there's a pot of money put aside and they want to do, uh, I don't know, a, a fine arts degree or something, something to that nature, um, that, you know, there would be some, some stipulations attached to the money, maybe that, you know, the, the ROI would need to be positive on it for them to, to do it. And we would want to have that. But those variables are not even fully in your control. So the the variable no, I would put on it is not. we're going to give you this money and you're going to graduate from your undergrad in four years. Yeah. We're or, not going to slouch around. We're not going to do this in six years. We're or, going to get good grades and graduate. Or you're going to use that for your plumbing trade school and you're going to be a freaking awesome plumber. And you're just going to pull your yeah. pants up higher than most plumbers. That's all we ask. It's a little thing. <laughs> That's big. Just for all of us. Can we all agree on that one? Yeah. So, uh, you know, John, like put the money aside. You can put it in a 529. But don't underfund it to allow them to go into debt to teach them a life lesson. Listen, I took on student loan debt. There was no wonderful lessons I learned. My life just would have been better without student loans. I worked just as hard. And that was because I had great parents who raised me well to work hard. Now, could we have done better on the financial side and paid cash for college? That would have been great. But as far as work ethic and the character that your kids are going to have, you have a direct influence on that. We don't know if they're going to go into fine arts or they're going to be pro athletes or if they're going to be YouTubers like Ken and I. We don't know. (laughs) And 20 years from now, we don't know what the world of work looks like or the world of college looks like. So the best thing I can do is what can I do today to set my kids up for tomorrow and the next day? And that means throwing money into the 529, knowing we don't know what the future holds. And the good news is, John... With the new Secure Act 2.0, you can now convert up to 35 grand of that money to a Roth IRA if they don't use it for college. So not all so is lost recommend, here. Would your recommendation be to do the 529 then, or should like yes. if I don't know how much I'm yes. ultimately gonna should yes. I just throw it in a brokerage account? It's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. There's tax you- advantages with the 529 that you're not going to get with the brokerage account, and so I like the the actual 529. The other thing is. Brokerage account becomes, well, well, we want to get a down payment on a rental property because we heard Airbnb's That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I like the 529 (laughs) having a specific goal that is meant for this child. And again, you can always change beneficiaries. What if one of them goes to a really expensive school and one of them does the trades? And so there's a lot of options you have when you have money. The options when you don't is student loan debt. And to me and my family, for me and my family, that's not an option. It's off the table. Yeah. Yeah, but be prepared, John. I want to prepare your heart because you and your you and your wife uh, represent a lot of parents out there that I'm speaking to. Um, you need to be okay if your kid doesn't want to go get the fancy degree at the fancy college that you went to. That does not mean they're losers. 
and uh, college and and the, the value of a degree is going to be so wildly different in in 15, 16, 18 years. I can't even begin to tell you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, folks. It's going to be very decentralized and splintered from the offering that you see today. Um, it's 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 too much money. It's too much debt, and it's so little relevance to the American workplace right now. Right now, imagine what it's going to be like in five to seven years. You're going to have a bunch of empty buildings, mm. and you know what I say? Good riddance. Ken, I love, I've heard you say this before, is a college degree the only way and is it the best way to the work you want to do? Let's focus on the work we want to do instead of some degree we want to get. That's right. And we'll have a generation that's actually happy with their work that's and right. making good money. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. So, Ken, many moons ago, oh, just over 90 days ago, Great reference. on the show, I said, hey, here's a challenge for the listeners out there, for the credit card people. Because we oh. talked about, I did a poll saying, hey, what is the reason you won't cut up the credit card? And there's a lot of reasons, right? We got fraud protections, and I love my rewards, and it's the convenience, and fear security glands flaring up and so i challenged everyone to say hey for 90 days don't use your credit card put it in a block of ice lock it in a safe and just use your debit card stick to cash and see how it changes your spending so this has now been 90 days and so what i want to do is challenge the listeners if you actually had committed to this i know you did because about at least 67 people said i'm committing to 67 that's a great that's a great response at least so i gotta go back through my dms and find it there's some homework on my end okay but if that was you i need you to reach out to me at george camel with a k on instagram send me a dm if that was you now if you didn't do the challenge don't bother me, all right? But if this was just, you... Just uh, follow me at Ken Coleman. So there, how and about yes, that? Yes, and you can talk there, to Ken. Come He's on lonely over, come over, over there. Yeah, I love to get in the DMs. There we go. No, I don't. But I'm, I'm curious, the results of I this actually would like to know Anecdotal study. Can we say, if, if for some reason you're listening right now, uh, call in the show. I would love that. We if would, you're listening and you were one of those people who said, I committed, here's what happened. Let's let's put him, Good to, the, bad. Put him to the front of the line, Christian, and let's see if we have somebody who took George up on his challenge... And they're listening to us right now, and they call in, and they they did not use their credit card for 90 days. My hypothesis was you're going to spend way less, you're going to have way more margin, and you won't miss the precious rewards, and you're going to cut up that card once and for all. Have you seen the legislation that is pending in Congress right now? Yes. Have you heard about this? Well, Visa and MasterCard have been fighting to increase the transaction fees, the interchange fees they charge to businesses. Right. 
and which will end up, by the way, hurting the consumer. Because what do businesses do? You think they're just going to take it and just pay the extra 1%? No, they're going to increase prices no, by gonna at least they're going to pass that. it on. They're going to make your sweater a little bit more expensive, George. Exactly. And so we're all complaining about inflation yeah. while getting excited about our rewards cards, which are causing all of this to happen. Because guess what? Visa and MasterCard are not gifting you that out of generosity. That's the fees. They need to make money in order to pass on your rewards and which in turn makes all of the things you buy more expensive, right. but which in turn makes you complain people, about inflation. They love those rewards. So those could go away, George. Yes. I would, it would be a, a great thing. A great Ken. day in America. A great day in America if we had to live without rewards, which by the way, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, was not even a thing. So the idea that you can't live without a credit card, I go, well, how, I just watched this Burger King ad, Ken. Did you see this? It was a 1993 Burger King ad where they had just started accepting credit cards. And they were interviewing people in the, in the restaurant going, they were going, oh my gosh, uh, what do you think about this? And they're going, well, I mean, I can't imagine someone swiping their credit card for fast food. Right. Who's going to do that? Yeah, it's nuts. Do you remember when the whole rewards thing actually became a thing? Uh, I mean, it was in my lifetime because I grew up with it. Yeah. And so at least, I'm going to say 20, 25 years ago, Credit card company started becoming. I'm going to get this. you. What color hat would you like? Trucker hat, solid color. It can't uh, be red, and, and I'll explain that in just a moment. Okay, I'll go black. Okay, I'm going to get you a black trucker's hat that says Marfa on the front of it. M A R F A. Okay. Make America reward free again. Wow. I don't know if it'll stick, but I will proudly wear that hat, Ken. It's probably not. And now stick. I understand why it can't be red. <laughs> Thank you for that. You see what I was doing there? Yes. Because you were so passionate. Like, it would be a great day in America if we had no more credit card rewards. So I thought, well, you need a Marfa hat. You heard great in make America. A, era, make America reward free again. I feel like it's too many letters. If you've ever wondered Marfa. what it's like to be inside the brain of Ken Coleman, that there was a great picture. There it is. It's like a 15-year-old and a 75-year-old all at once. Yeah. It's an old man mm -hmm. with a young brain. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that, Ken. Thank you. I feel like so, that's a compliment. Yeah, I'll, I'll report back, Ken, as I uh, start to inquire with all the people that committed to the challenge, but I can't wait yeah, to I see the results. I think it's a great challenge. All right, let's get to the phones. Gina is in Sacramento. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. I sure. have a quick question on investing. Um, I'm on baby steps four and six, and I've always heard that you should contribute to your company retirement plan to get the match. But what about when the rate of return is really low and I'm having better returns in my Roth IRA? Should I just max that out instead? I don't see it as an either or. And so if you look at our investing strategy, it's five words. Math beats Roth beats traditional. And so what is your match with your employer? So if I contribute 4%, they will contribute 2%, and that's the maximum. Okay, great. So we're going to take that first because that's a 100% return. So regardless of what the fund is that you're invested in, you just doubled your money instantly, right? But so or at least I, 50 should, I pay attention, should I pay attention to what the annualized rate is of return or the cumulative? The annualized is what you're looking for. And you want to look at this so over a long period from, of time. So I've I wouldn't be looking one year in. Four years. And for the past four years, my annualized rate of return is 1.55%. Okay. And what about your Roth IRA? Uh, that is 4.8. Okay. So what you want to look at is what am I invested in in the Roth IRA? What actually makes up? Is it a, a mutual fund inside of there? What are you invested in? Uh, 
yeah, it's, it's just uh, I pick the fund and then it just does its thing. Okay. So what I would do is look in with your four, your 403B plan and say, what am I invested in? Is it am I did I choose some rough funds? Do I need to change my allocations going forward? And that's what I would do. And usually there's going to be a financial advisor tied to your HR's 403B plan that you can reach out to with those kinds of questions. And okay. if there isn't, so you can always reach that. out to a SmartVestor Pro. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. That's a great question. Yeah. And I don't want you to get hung up because a lot of people, Ken, we always spout these these numbers. We say, hey, you can get 11% annual average return if you invest in the stock market. And they go, where's my 11%? I'm getting 4% this year. And I'm going, well, yeah, I never said every single year on command it's going to be an exact 11%. I mean, I'm looking here, Ken, at the this chart, right? This is the S&P 500. This yeah. represents the 500 largest, uh, most established companies. And that's really what we call the stock market. They, they represent the overall stock market. And in 2020, we had a return of 18.4%. Everyone would say that's amazing. Yep. 2021, 28% in 2021. And then 2022 happened and everyone freaked out because it was negative 18%. What are we on track for right now? And we, we are back up. So far, 2023, 17%. So and so when can. you look at those numbers, yeah. and you can, you can see this chart, there's a whole lot of uh, blue, which means we're up, and a whole little bit of red. And so when you look at the long-term track record of the stock market, most of the time it's trending up. And yes, if you look at a given period, six months period, a, month, a year period, you may not see 11% or 18% or 20%. But overall, what you're looking for is a good solid mutual fund. It has a good track record. It's invested in the right kinds of companies. We recommend splitting it into four different types of mutual funds. So you've got growth, growth and in income, aggressive growth, and international. And what that does, it just diversifies. It just says, hey, let's not put all of our eggs in the Silicon Valley basket of all these hot tech startups. Mm -hmm. Let's not put all of our eggs in the old big companies like the Home Depots of the world. And let's also invest in some international companies like Samsung or Nestle so that if the U.S. market takes a dip, we found there tends to be an inverse relationship where the international funds could balance that out. And so that's all you're doing and over the course of your investing journey, which is not a year, it's 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, you're going to see great returns and you will thank us later. So you can look into it. I wouldn't stress. I don't look at my 401k every three months to see, am I up? Am I down? I just invest for the long haul. And once a year, once every six months, I'll check it just to see what's going on. But I don't stress out about it. Yeah, I, I don't even think about it. I just know that what the average is saying, it's going to be great and just hold on to it. And, uh, you know, there's so much fear-mongering out there and so much news about everything that's bad. You'd be surprised if you just took three days, just three, and didn't pay attention to the news at all, how much better you feel, and then check back in and go, huh, my life doesn't suck. That's right. And remember this, it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. Don't jump off the roller coaster until the ride is over, my friends. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. 888 We are here for you, helping you take the right next step in your life, in your work, and your money. Martha is up next in Orlando. Martha, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, first of all. Sure. Uh, I've got a quick situation. I'm getting ready to retire in the next couple of years. I'm debt-free. And um, my question is, 
I don't get a lot. I won't have a lot of income coming in. Uh, once I retire, I am self-employed, like I said, not going to get much in, in Social Security. So therefore, I've got a couple of investment properties to actually generate income right now. So I was thinking uh, my personal home, the homestead property, if it's wise to do a home, uh, reverse mortgage on that, take the money from that and buy another property cash, obviously, and use that as income. Rent it out and use the money as income. Where did you hear about this idea of the reverse mortgage? Oh, I'm in I'm in real estate. Oh, okay. So you know the ins and outs of these deals. Yes. Oh boy, and it still sounds like a good idea to you. Yes, because um, you know, if, even if though I stay in my home, Tom Selleck is selling these, schlepping them on late night television. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Well. I have strong feelings against reverse mortgages, so I cannot in good faith tell you or anyone else who would call into the show that this is a wise decision for their financial future. It puts your home at risk. It's adding more debt to your name. It's causing you to go backwards financially, and the interest and fees can reduce that equity even further. And if you don't meet the loan obligations, you know what happens. You're in real estate. Foreclosure. Yes. Yeah, but... um the real the home um, the reverse mortgage is until you pass away. You can stay there as long as you can. Sure, but I'm confused why this is a money making scheme to do the reverse reverse mortgage to get a rental. Because I'll get the equity that I got from my home, take half of it, okay, and put it into another. Is home the home paid for? for it. Huh? Is the home paid for? Yes. So you have no payments on the home. And we're going to create right. a payment. They're going to pay you by robbing your equity over time. No, they're not going to pay me. I'm going to take all the equities on that house and put it into. So another, you're talking about a home uh, equity loan? No, 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 no. You can take the the funds. A lump sum. A lump sum. Okay, and that's what and you that's would enough. do. That's enough. That's going to give me more than four hundred, uh, close to five hundred thousand, which I can use and purchase an, uh, another home. And then generate income that way. But that's essentially like you saying, hey, should I go take out a mortgage for $500,000 as a retirement plan? Yeah, but I'm not paying on it. How are you? I don't understand how you don't think this debt is attached to your name. It is attached, but I'm not making payments. I need to make income. Well, this isn't the plan if we're talking about making income. This is a disastrous plan. So you have rentals. What are the rental properties worth? Um, one is worth 400000 Okay. And the other one? Is 80000 Okay. And are they paid for or do you have mortgages on them? No, they're paid for. Everything's paid for. And what's your current house worth? It's over 900000 Love it. And do you have anything else to your name? Any other assets? Anything in retirement? Very little. Okay. So on paper, I'm seeing you have $1.5 million in real estate or so. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't this be a better plan if you're looking at making income? Why don't we sell maybe your personal, maybe we sell everything and we figure out a new living situation so that you can free up that cash and invest that instead? Because these rental properties, what are they making? And, and investing, I don't know how to invest. I've got burn in, 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 in all these investments and... Well, I want you to make wise investments. There's a broad spectrum from sucks to amazing when it comes to investing. But I'm telling you, 
you don't have to do this rental income plan. What are, what are they bringing in total? What's the net profit per month? I will say they bring like 2400 Okay, and that's not enough for you to live off of on no. top of Social Security? No. Okay, so how much do you need to live off of? I need at least another, I will say about seven grand. You have $10,000 in expenses with no payments? Yeah, I like, I like to travel. You, know, well, that's, you that's don't have a, enough money to that's travel. That's not a living expense. That's like me saying, uh, George asking me, Ken, how much you need to live off of? And I throw a huge number out there. And I go, well, <laughs> I like to drive. I need. I told you. No, I that's not what you what need. No, that's not, no, George has been very nice. I'm going to be very honest <laughs> you with you. You need $7,600 no. every single month to travel? No. Well, first of all, no, stop. You don't need to travel. It what was you rhetorical, need Ken. Is to pay. I know, but I'm I'm irritated listening oh, to all this. Oh, Martha, we irritated <laughs> Everything Ken. Everything is paid. Okay, I got my car. He's okay, getting a little verklempt. Yeah, but you don't need ten thousand dollars. You don't need ten grand. <laughs> you need to pay for your utilities. You need to pay for your food. You need to pay for your clothes, transportation, uh, other other miscellaneous expenses. You can save up, but you don't need that kind of money. And to take out a loan from your equity a reverse mortgage to get another house to spit off a little bit of money for all of the risk and all of the upkeep and everything else. It's just nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. I would rather you sell all your properties and scale back your living. And you're going to have a very nice nest egg. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you can decide. Less travel for me, then. That means less travel, less spending money. Le- but less risk. <laughs> Debt That's is true. risk. That's How old are you, Martha? I'm 61. Okay. Oh, my gosh. How many more working years do you have? Now it's going to give another couple more years. Okay. What's your income? Huh? What's your income? Aside from the rental properties, what do you do for a living, and how much do you make? We, uh, we generate a good 200 right now. Who is we? My husband and I. Okay. So he's working as well. Does he have any assets or is this what you laid out? Is that everything between the both of you? That's everything for us. Okay. So what if we put this 200 to good work for the next five years? Because you know what 200000 is for five years? That means a million dollars is going to pass through your fingers over the next five years. Mm-hmm. Now, what most people do is they wake up and go, oh my gosh, we made 200 grand. We're doing our taxes. I don't know where it all went. We got nothing to show for it. Or... You could take advantage of all these catch-up contributions, start maxing out your retirement accounts, start socking away money, and have some retirement with dignity. That's my goal for you. But the way to do it, you've done such a great job getting these places paid off, and now you're telling me you want to go back into debt, which is not going to set you up in retirement. I don't see it as a debt. You don't see a mortgage as a debt? No, because that's until I... I, They've done some really great marketing then, haven't they? It's literally in the program. It's called a reverse mortgage. Do you know where the word mortgage comes from? It's a French word, death pledge. (laughs) Okay. Did you know that? (laughs) It's a real fun, dark fact for you, Martha. And so if you're telling me that's not debt, when the word death pledge is in it, I don't know what to tell you. You called the wrong show today. But I want you to have an amazing retirement. I want you to travel. And I also know that going into debt is going to hinder your ability to travel. And right now we're getting starry-eyed over what a rental income could do for us. And I also know during COVID, you couldn't even collect rent. It was a moratorium, and it caused a lot of people to freak out for good reason. That part is true. And so I don't want you in a situation like that. 
And what happens if the HVAC goes or the renters don't pay or you have trouble filling that spot? It's not yeah, a foolproof money-making scheme. you're over in the Amalfi Coast. You know, what are you going to do then? I would set some goals over what we're going to do for the next five years because I don't want you working in your 70s. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. And I would not be scared of the stock market. If you are, keep listening to this show. Connect with one of our SmartVestor pros. They've got a uh, heart of a teacher. And this is a network of investing professionals across the country. They don't work for us, but they will take care of you and help guide you along this investing journey and give you some peace that your money's not going to disappear. Are you, you were serious about the mortgage? It's a French word for death? That's I, a real thing, I thought thing, you might Ken. have been messing with her. No. You can Google this, folks. I wonder death how you say it. Pledge. Mortgage. Our team just put it up there. French. Mort. Death. Wow. Gage. Pledge. George, you blew my mind. I'm full of fun facts. If you guys ever want to do a trivia night around mortgages, take me with you. I'll be your Huckleberry. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's George. And Rachel. Now, we've been around the block a time or two when it comes to this money stuff. And one thing we've both learned is how important it is to have a budget. 100%, George. Now tell me, what's the bougiest thing you have in your every dollar budget? Oh gosh, a thousand percent, it's our French Bulldogs. (laughs) They have their own budget line for their fancy, specialized veterinary brand kibble. Oh my gosh, yep. That's definitely bougie, but hey, that's the great thing about budgeting. It's how you prioritize the important things, because if George didn't budget, let's be honest, he'll probably end up wasting that kibble money on hair care products for himself. All right, shots fired. Well, how often would you spend your grocery money on those creepy thriller novels you love? (laughs) I know. Okay, fair. You got me. Well, guys, you can experience the same focus and freedom that comes with having a budget. Download our app every dollar and start budgeting today for free. It's the easiest way to create a plan for your spending. Click the link in the show notes and start budgeting today. Hey, folks, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. My mama always told me that sharing is caring, Ken, and so I'd really appreciate it. If everyone out there, if you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with a friend, hitting the share button wherever you're listening, leave a review, and uh, just tell people about it. Hit the subscribe button. Let the algorithms know you're into it so that Mm -hmm. we can displace all the filth that's out there, all the toxic advice that's uh, constantly swirling around us. And I know it is because you guys send it to us going, have you guys seen this? You got to talk about this on the show. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways we can help with that is getting to the top of your YouTube algorithms and podcast algorithms so that people know we're out here telling them the truth even when it hurts. So we really appreciate and, that. And, you know, throw a little something extra in if you like George and I together. We've been called the root beer float of uh, the That's Ramsey true. Uh, show. So uh, we, we're very proud of that moniker. I don't know why, but it's something I, it's it's on my wall. Yeah. Is it really? Picture me and you, eight by 10, root beer float <laughs> across the top. I say that, now some some fan is going to send us an Someone's eight by gonna, 10. I know. We don't, no, we, we were joking. We're just having fun. It's going to be the Step Brothers movie poster, but with our faces on it instead. Yeah. yeah. Root beer float. You know why we do this show, George? Why? For people like Chappie on line two. That's right. I've been waiting. This might be the first Chappie in years It's the of first Chappie I've ever talked to in my life, and I couldn't be more Chappie's excited Chappie's going to deliver out in San Francisco. What's yeah. up, Chappie? How's it going? Chappie! I'm curious. Is that Thank a God-given name? Uh, if God is my mother, then uh, possibly. But uh, no, my real name, unfortunately, is Christopher, but... I've gone by Chappie. I'd stick with Chappie. Three months old. 
So, That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, nobody I, knows me as Christopher. I don't even answer to Christopher. Uh, well, we, and we will not call <laughs> you that. You are chappy to us, yeah. and that's all you'll ever be. I love it. How can we help today? Uh, well, I want to thank you for all the great content conversations. Really enjoyed the stuff with uh, Alex Hermosi and Grant Stefan and whatnot. Um, oh, thank you. My question is around student loans, um, as many are at my age, around 30 years old. Um, so I've got some cash on hand, but I have currently student loans of about $17,300. And basically the question is, should I just take all the cash and, you know, one lump sum payment, you know, basically at the end of this month, pay it all off, um, or kind of, you know, break that down to whatever $1,000 a month, you know, smaller, you know, multiple payments. How much cash do you have? Um... In total, like cash on hand across across cash savings and investments, uh, one hundred and thirteen thousand. Um, wow. I've got thirty odd in uh, a savings account that was for a house, um, but didn't buy a house. <laughs> you know, so good. market was challenging to get into, and then obviously interest rates go up. Wow, um, so basically, taking you know that seventeen up k that's owed. Uh, out of the 30000 that I have, um, and just paying it all off. Dude, pay it off today. Yes, like right now on the phone with us would be even better. Just bam, done. Sign in, Great. log on, click. Yeah. Done. What's holding you back? Why are you wanting to do it over a longer period of time? Um, I think it's just like the shock value of like taking $17,000 out of my account. You know, writing that check. You know what's even greater um, shock value? Taking out $17,000 in student loan debt. Yeah, we don't even we don't even blink an eye when we yeah. let students do this, do we? Here's eighty grand. Yeah. We don't know. We've yeah. never even seen eighty grand. Good for you. Way to go. Your so, future's gonna be great. You're a hundred grand in debt. Woohoo! That's a great impression, yeah. Ken. It, they sound just like that. It's, I think it does. Yeah. So, Chappie, I'm paying this thing off today, man. I'm never looking back. I don't think you're gonna regret it. I understand that's a lot of money to see blown in one fell swoop, but that's exactly what you need to do: is get out of debt as soon as possible. Because that means those next paychecks all stay with you. That's the issue. You're not worried about what the next headline is around student loans. You're just going, huh, big yeah. up, change the channel. Just a fun exercise real quick, Chappie. Like, uh, let's just assume that you've that you've paid it off right now. How do you think that's going to feel? What, what, what do you think that's going to be? Uh, what's going to feel like emotionally? It'll feel good. Uh, also seeing my bank account drop. <laughs> I didn't ask you that. Cash is, I didn't ask you that. annoying, but... No, um, no. I, it would be nice to be to be debt free and then be able to take you know that free. what is three hundred dollars a month. Yes, know, payment. Well, the truth the is, Chappie, that seventeen grand it doesn't have your name on it in your bank account. It looks like it does. It's got it's Sally May's money. name on it. Yeah, but let's focus. How much yeah. money will you have left after paying the seventeen off? Um, whatever one thirteen minus seventeen three. Right. Hey, bro, that's a lot of money for a debt free guy who's got a huge future in front of him. I'm, I'm trying to change your mindset. You're so hung up on watching 17 disappear from your bank account, but you forgot that you're watching 17 disappear from your debt balance yeah, sheet. So 95K remaining. 95K debt free and $300 a month raise? That's what you should 30. be thinking about. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen after you do that. Chappie's going to be happy. I had to do it. How did I not get there first? I'm a little upset with myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm so proud of you, man. We want to see a happy chappy. Be gone.
This is Ken's new tagline we for the rest pro- of the hour. We should move on to the next call because I can't stop myself. It's like a toddler. Who just got- it just sounds too good. I love it. Well, next up is a less exciting name, but a beautiful name. Brooke is with us in Oklahoma City. How are you, Brooke? Brooke. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Well, I kind of have a situation, and I was hoping to get some advice or just any ideas on how, you know, I could mess up my financial situation or fix my messed up financial situation. Okay. Um, What's wrong with it? Okay. Okay. So I was living with my grandparents, and it became a very toxic environment because my grandma has... Uh, bipolar, you know, that's, you know, what that can be like. Mm. Um, and I was living there, uh, you know, no bills. I was going to school and I ended up running a balance with the school I was going to. So I basically had to drop out because I had no way to pay for it and get a job. Well, I was working a job, wasn't making enough at all. I, then I got an apartment and I found a different job where it made a little bit more, but it just it wasn't it wasn't cutting it, and I, every month I was living paycheck to paycheck, and so I thought, okay, well, let's get another job, try to find something more high paying, and no one is going to hire me without a degree. That's just a simple fact. Not and true. So, Not true. Not true. Okay. Well. Okay. So I see what you mean, but I thought. Do you okay, have a job well, right now? Go back to school. I do. Okay. What I do you do. What do you make? Fifty-two k a year. Good for you. Without a degree. Without a degree, I yet. thought you just said no one's going to hire you without a degree. You're making 52 k Well, yes, but I it's not enough to pay my bills. What are your bills? Do you have debt? I Yes. I've, I've, in order to live here, I've, I've maxed out my credit cards. I've taken out different loans, and I'm working full-time and going full-time at school because I found a, a grant to get my fi- or my school account right. Okay, Brooke, let's pause. Um, let's yeah. just say we put this this whole thing on pause and we go, let's get a financial foundation under us. Let's get ahead of these payments. Right. Let's clean up this debt. Let's stop maxing out the cards. Could you do that? Because right now you're running a million miles an hour just speaking. I imagine that's how your life is too, and we want to help you with that. Mm-hmm. One of the okay. things I'm going to recommend is, and George, I want you to give her some stuff to help, but really fast, you have got, to pause on school. You do not need to be going to school full-time. Full stop, pause. I don't care about the grant, stop. You need to be working a second, maybe a third job to get your income up in the short term so that we can get control of your debt and your expenses. Let's stabilize your financial life, then we'll worry about the professional choices. Absolutely. And Brooke, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to gift you one year of our premium version of Every Dollar. And here's what I want you to do. Go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. All, everyone listening can do this. I'm doing a free training on September 26th on how to break the paycheck to paycheck cycle in 90 days. This was made specifically for people like you. It's at 1230 Eastern Time, 1130 Central Time. And I'm going to walk you through how to use our tool to become debt free to get that emergency fund filled up, to create that margin, and you're going to be so excited to budget. So hang on the line. I'm going to gift you one year of that, and then join us, everydollar.com slash budgeting for that webinar, and uh, I'm going to walk you through that specifically and say, hey, I'm Brooke from the show. I'll get put you right to the front of the line to get your question answered, Brooke. Thank you so much for the call. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth 
do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by my colleague Ken Coleman. And we are here for you this hour, taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Now, of course, I would love to take your money questions, and Ken always dutifully jumps in with some great advice. But Ken's expertise lies in the work space purpose and, and work there's so many people yes. out there struggling with that ken yeah, and it's just not inextric- inextricably tied to money yeah because dave always says your greatest wealth building tool yeah. is your income yeah 98 percent of net worth millionaires said that they loved their work so the idea of getting up on monday and you're gonna have some bad days some long days but the idea that you can do work that you really are good at that you enjoy that creates results that you care about uh, that is not some pipe dream. That's not a fantastical, you know, nursery rhyme. So we're here to help with that, to get you in the right seat of the bus, on the right bus, and watch your money, watch your relationships, watch your health, every area of your life improve. Love it. Well, let's get it kicked off with TJ in Chicago. TJ, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, good afternoon, Ken and George. Thank you so much for taking my call. You sure. bet. Well, I got kind of a a work-life balance question for you, and I'm wondering to try to get your input on it. Sure. Um, basically, I'm 43. Um, I've worked multiple jobs my whole life, up to three jobs. My parents owned a, a local restaurant I cooked at for 10-plus years and uh, went to college and trade school, um, worked in the automotive industry. And uh, when I graduated from high school, I actually started and I currently own and operate my own uh, mobile DJ service. So I worked three jobs, gone seven days a week. Um, me and my wife, when we, we got married, we were high school sweethearts. We got married. Uh, we made the joint decision that uh, she would be home and to raise our three boys, which she had done and did a great job with. Well, now, uh, like I said, we're both 43. Now she wants me home a little bit more and I'm finding myself struggling, you know, to try to find, um, mentally and adjust myself to, to not work as hard or, or work as much as what I was doing. Um, like I said, we both own our own businesses. She works part time. She pretty much picks her own hours. Um, I'm gone pretty much all the weekends, 43 weekends a year. Um, and doing, then I work a 40 hour a week job with the mobile DJ um, stuff. Own, so the mobile yeah, DJ, yeah. why can't you hire some, yeah. some young blood to go out there and travel for you? Well, that's the problem. I do. I do have, I do have another crew that goes with me. To me, it's not work. It's a passion. I love it. I okay. Wish so I hold on a second. Days a week. So, so are you it. still working three jobs or just the one mobile DJ on the weekends and the 40 hour job during the week? Yep, I'm a, I, yep, I'm a sales rep for a company okay. in the Chicago area. Yep. So what kind I of money are you making those. as a mobile DJ? How close to matching or uh uh over overcoming your over. current day job? Over. I make more than what I do at my full-time job. I make roughly 105,000 a year DJing. I make about 93 with my sales job. So, you this begs then, the question, why aren't you knocking the uh the uh, 40-hour-a-week job off and more time with mama and doing what you love on the weekends? Well, health insurance. That's the biggest one. Health insurance, and I, 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 it's, it's bad. And, and my wife, she says it, too. I'm, I'm, 
I'm greedy. I, you know, why not make the money while I can? You're going to lose your wife. You want to lose your wife? You're going to lose your wife over but, this. No, I, right. And that's what she says to me. She's like, you know, not too many wives would uh, want their husbands gone as, as much as you are. But, but, what, but I have what? not missed out on any of our family functions. We do have stop, one. Stop, um, stop. Our oldest is going to college. TJ, your yes. wife wants you to, to slow down. Yes. She may have been agreeable, but I don't think she's going to continue to be agreeable, and this isn't good for you. And I'm going to suggest to you that there's more to it than greed. I don't. I think that's a. I think that's a cheap excuse for you, as to why you're working all the time. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I don't want to in any way um, uh, attack you. But I, there's something going on with you where you need to be busy all the time. And you've got your wife crying out gently saying, I want you here. I want us to have more time together. You've done a great job so far. you got your kids out. They're doing their thing. You're financially great. You've got this passion project, which is spending off more money than your day job. And I think there's something that you're running from. And I think the busier you are, the less you have to listen to it. Am I right or am I wrong? And I don't mind being wrong. No, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel like I got to be doing something all the time. I just can't like sit down and. Yeah, but there's a reason, there's a reason for that. And you're, you're, and you need to, you need to sit with a counselor and a therapist and let's, and I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I'm telling you, you're like the people who run all the time, ultra marathoners. They're running from something. They just are. I'm not attacking. Yeah, I'm not. Right. No, no. Listen, some people are no. smiling in the booth. Listen, I'm telling you, if you're all the time, like every spare minute of your day, you're exercising or running, it's because you're trying to stay ahead of something as opposed to meeting yeah. it head on. And you've admitted this, and your wife is crying out for you, and you better listen. And I'm just going to tell you, you need to figure out why you want to be working all the time because that's not natural, which means it's not healthy. Right. Nope, you're absolutely right, 100% right. So, TJ, there's a few options here. Number one, you drop the DJ stuff, you choose the local gig sparingly. Don't drop the DJ. He loves that. He loves it, but what if he could do the local ones and hire the team out, and he still makes some money off of that, he can still choose? Yeah. Or you leave this full-time job, you just DJ, and that's what you do in your home all week with your wife, Get and you're healthy. gone on the weekends. Yep. Get healthy. But we can't continue yep. doing all of this, multiple jobs, never at home, and your wife wondering, did I sign up to be single? Because the kids are gone. Now she's exactly really feeling what it. she said, dude. That's a word for word of what exactly she said. Now we only have one of our of our sons is is in college, and we're cash flow that. so he's going to college debt free. And we have two other sons. One's a junior in high school, and the other is in eighth grade. So. We do well, have it's even more but it's cool. even more important that you're in the home. I misunderstood. I thought all three were gone. Now it's even double important that you're there. And yeah. don't get and don't play the whole I'm at all their sporting events. Doesn't matter. If you're not around the house and you're not there, you're setting a precedent and an example for your boys that it's okay to be checked out as long as you say you're working or you're busy, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And I listen, I know that sounds tough. It's not. My heart's hurting for you and your wife. I'm glad you admitted it. I want you to go see a counselor. I'm going to challenge you. You need to be in a couple therapy sessions before 30 days is up. And begin to dive in deep as to what's got you running so fast. What are you running from? Healing, health, everything's on the other side of that. 
Thanks for the call, TJ. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners, get inspired and motivated to build a great life with our weekly newsletter. Delivered straight to your inbox, this email has helpful articles, tips, and tools to help you win with money, improve your relationships, and move forward in your career. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter today to sign up. It's free. And again, RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, Ken, as you know, I'm now officially a YouTuber like you. You were always my mentor, my role model, and so we... Uh, we this couldn't be further from the truth. You're, 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 you're crushing it. You're out doing all the cool videos. Well, we, we, have, a personal finance, cool. we have a personal finance YouTube channel. A lot of people looking for advice yeah. financially from YouTube... And so we're trying to step into that space. We've had the channel since April. Thank you to all of you who have subscribed. We're already approaching 100,000 subscribers there. But, Ken, this video that uh, went up today is currently the highest performing video we've ever done, and it correlates to what you talk about. And here's the title, What It Takes to Be Financially Secure in America. So it's about this magic salary. And there was a report that said people need $233,000 to feel financially secure. Okay. Which... I know. I'm waiting. You were scoffing moments ago at yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little high. And so we addressed sure. that in the video. But I wanted your take because a lot of people think, well, I need to make this astronomical salary in my work. Otherwise, I'm screwed. I'm never going to make it. I'll never hit my goals. Woe is me. I need to ask my boss for a raise. Yeah. The corporate toxic culture is the thing mm. holding me down. What What is the truth about salary? Well, first of all, uh, let's just go to some real data. Instead of boo feelings over facts, Ken. I know, I know. So first, we know that uh, that teachers are the third largest group of net worth millionaires. The average, or not the average, the median rather, the median salary for teachers in this country is about sixty one, sixty three thousand dollars. One of those two, if memory serves. And so that is a function of those teachers are living on less than they make, and as a result, they are very secure. Uh, were there seasons, were there years where maybe it was tight for them? Yes, but what did they do? They adjusted their income. They adjusted their uh, expectations. And that's what I want to drop in here. So here's what happens. The reason I'm shaking my head when I hear that $233,000 is, this is from a study, uh, some type of study or yes. poll? Okay. Yeah, this so, was a legitimate study. Here's what concerns me about that. Bank rate 2023. Is Bank the rate study 2023 from. study. We, that means there are a lot of Americans, a lot, who have unrealistic expectations. Now, let me tell you what happens with unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations of making $233,000 a year, because let me just tell you, very few people make that kind of money. If you look at the number, I wish I had that number, but it would shock you how few people in America make less than $150,000. All right. Unrealistic expectations lead to unmet expectations. Ooh. So you think about a kid. You know, when we're parenting kids, you know, we're always trying to help their expectations be realistic. Why? Because we want them to not be devastated. And so, so young people and immature people uh, have these crazy expectations. And so you put out this number, and it's so hard to get to. And it's so unrealistic based on the way they're living and acting. Now, I can teach anybody how to make $233,000, but it but some people are going to get to it faster than others. Okay? 
Uh, and so, and, and so their expectations are so unrealistic and their lifestyle doesn't have anything in it that would allow them to get there. So here's what happens. Then they start, they hope and they wish and they hope and they wish and they hope and they wish. And all of a sudden it turns into despair and frustration and anger. And I deserve this and I deserve that. That's where this is going for so many mm. people. And so it's so wildly outsized and it's crazy talk. Because they're looking at their life with how much debt they have, the kind of house they want. So in that number of 233, I'm guessing, is a bigger house than they've ever had before based on what yeah. their mom and daddy had or whatever. And so, and no sacrificing of their current zero lifestyle. Zero sacrifice. That's, That's another right. big one. Yeah. Like, I drove a piece of garbage the first four years of my marriage. I mean, I, I've joked about a Ford Taurus. So I was driving to work one day. didn't have air conditioning. And I was driving to work, and it was hot and humid. And I was at a stoplight, and all of a sudden, I felt something on top of my head. I thought, was that a fly or something? And I went up, and it was the freaking ceiling carpet, oh, whatever gosh. you call it. The it just liner. Kind of, the, the liner, liner came down on you. fell down on my head. And I got home at night, and I went and got a stapler, power stapler, you know? Oh, yeah. Staple Out gun. of the garage. Staple gun. Thank you. Just went. Doof, doof, doof. I was picturing office space, like red stapler. No, no. Just up there. To your point, staple gun, put three staples in the top. And drove that way wow. for another year, but it's all about sacrifice. Like I didn't need a car. Well, that was and cost you learn how to live on what you make currently. That's the point. And suddenly you make more because you're not yes. desperate with the long view in mind. So if too many people thinking about a number that's really hard to get to, instead of looking at their actual life and what they want their life to look like and where were they sacrifice and what matters most. That's the problem. And in America, we are we've been conditioned by all the social media, all the television commercials. That the American dream is equal to the American stuff and all mm. the nice sizzle stuff. So this is a real problem, George, for this generation because you're going to have a lot of really unhappy people because they have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. I, I hate to go so deep on no, you're, it. You're dead on. But that's what's underneath that number. Yeah. And it's so we wacky. always tell people it's about your income. Yes, you can get your income up, but it's also learning to live on less than you make. And what that sometimes means is we have to cut our lifestyle down to nothing for a season to get out of debt, which frees up payments. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I can live off $60,000. I just can't also have a car loan, a mortgage, a student loan, and max out my credit cards. So we have to make some compromises here. And I walk people through it in this video. You can go check it out on my YouTube channel. We'll link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Or you can just search for George Camel with a K on YouTube and pipe in with your thoughts in the comments, as people tend to do, Ken. You get in there still? Uh, I peruse. Mm. You know, sometimes yeah. I'll give a little like or a dislike. What are what are you? What's your big takeaway in the video? What are you saying in your video? Uh, well, the big takeaway is that I believe everyone can learn to live on what they currently make. Okay. Now, there's the exceptions to the rule. If you're in poverty and you or you make twenty five thousand dollars a year and you're trying to live in a certain area, it's going to be tough. But for most people, Ken, they make good money. It yeah. just disappears because they're giving it all to a financial system designed to mm -hmm. take it from them. And so uh, I believe that I could help you budget your way out of most fiascos. Are and you getting killed on this or are people agreeing with you? That's a great question, Ken. I haven't searched today's. I've been busy at work. But the top comments are a lot of people uh, saying, hey, that was me. I was that guy living paycheck Good. to paycheck, Good. wondering when it was going to change for me, wondering when someone else was going to fix all my problems. And the truth is, Ken, I have a lot of empathy because it's a tough time out there with inflation and the housing market 
and cost of living has gone up and the groceries a little higher, but I don't think it's impossible. I'm still very optimistic that this is still the best time in American history to build wealth. Yeah. Our parents didn't have side hustles they could go do like we do today. We can't jump on an app and just download it and go make some money. And so the opportunity that's out there, and we meet these people, they're 18 years old and they're running businesses making six figures with no college degrees. Yeah. And so don't tell me it's not possible. Just tell me you're not willing to do what it takes to get there. That's fine. We can agree on that. Not everyone wants to work that hard. Yeah. But I, I believe there's so much opportunity out there and we've seen too many people on our debt-free stage going, I'm a teacher who made 35000 a year. I'm 71 years old and I became debt-free. We had a couple yesterday, 58 and 62. Seven years later, they're completely debt-free, house and everything. They never made more than $100,000 a year in their lifetime. Wow. And they're millionaires yeah. with a paid-for house. Yeah. And so I'm just here to tell you it can be done once we put the excuses away. Once we say, all right, despite inflation, despite who's president, despite the grocery costs, we're going to build wealth anyways. And there is something so rock and roll about going – I'm in control. I'm not letting anyone steal my joy, my thunder, my paycheck, my peace. You're invincible at that point. And that's what we see on the debt-free stage is yeah. people who are invincible to life. You know, there's something underneath all of this that we've been talking about is that certain people just are able to pay attention, yes, to what's going on in the world, but just kind of go, you know, I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. And I'm not going to get hung up on all that other stuff. Mm. I'm not going to say I got to have this car. I'm not going to say I've got to travel on these trips. I'm not. I'm just going to do my life the way that I believe I'm supposed to do it, not get hung up on all the comparison stuff, and embrace contentment. That's huge. Um, and that's so sad. Underneath that data is so sad. I know. Well, I'm going to be walking people through this September 26th. I'll do a free virtual training, 1230 Eastern, 1130 Central Time, how to break this paycheck to paycheck cycle, how to make your income that you currently have enough, all by doing a budget, by paying attention to your money, and by simple little sacrifices. You can join it. Go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. It's completely free. We'll see you then. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're people you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman. Hey, our buddy, Dr. John Deloney, has got a brand new book coming out called Building a Non-Anxious Life. You may have heard about it a time or two on this show, but let me tell you, time is running out to get all the bonuses. And you all know I like to take advantage of a good deal, and this is as good as it gets. 75 bucks in free bonus items. And if you're wondering, what is the pitch for this book? Well, we all know that anxiety is a pandemic across the nation. It's everywhere. But anxiety isn't the problem, John Deloney says. The problem is that we're unsafe, we're disconnected, we're unhealthy, and we're living like we have no say in what happens next. Life just happens to us. And so Dr. Deloney walks you through the six daily choices to recognize and break free from a life spinning out of control. And you're going to learn effective techniques to identify and respond to all of life's challenges and transform your life. So pre-order today, it's 20 bucks, and you get 75 in free bonus items by doing that, including access to his newest talk, Smoke, Fire, and Freedom. 
as well as the ebook and audiobook of building a non-anxious life, all for 20 bucks. Go pre-order today at RamseySolutions.com. Sharina joins us up next in DC. Sharina, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call today. Sure. Um, so yes, I'm calling and I'm actually new to this whole program. I, um, just started about two weeks ago. So I've been, awesome. uh, doing, yeah, I've been doing the classes online, uh, watching a couple of the YouTube videos. Um, I did download the every dollar app. So I've been working on that and I'm Love trying it. to, uh, get clarity of everything that's going on, which is not pretty. <laughs> that financial and, um, mirror is tough to look at the first time it's, around. It's very hard. Yes. But it's definitely eye opening. Um, and I'm just not sure, I guess, kind of where to start. Um, I do have debt. I am a single parent of two uh, school-age children, uh, two school-age kids, and um, I do work one job, um, so I'm not really sure where to start. Okay, so how much debt do you have? Um, so I have about 29000 in school loans, um, about 9000 in credit cards, and another like 6500 in like medical bills um, and lawyer fees. Okay. And no car payment? No car payment. Okay. And you're renting? Uh, so I live with family, but I do pay rent here and I do own a home as well. Oh, what's going on with this home? Um, so I lived in it for about two years and I ended up moving uh, back in with family just because I needed help with my kids. Um, so I'm actually using it as a rental property now. Okay, what does that bring in? What's the net profit? Um, so it's about I know the rental there is about twenty one hundred and the mortgage is like twelve hundred. Okay. Now what is your income from this one job? Um, I make about forty eight hundred a year. Forty eight thousand a year? Oh sorry, sorry, forty eight thousand, yes, correct. Okay. And that's your gross pay versus take home? Correct. Okay. So you're taking home less than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that helps us. Thank you for going through all the numbers. So your question was, yeah. how do I even get started? This debt is crippling. Um, based on your numbers you shared here, it looks like you've got about $45,000 in debt total? Yes. Okay. Well, the, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to encourage you to do. Do you have any money in the bank currently? Uh, no. So if, let's say $0 to your name. Getting by Basically, paycheck to yeah. paycheck. All right. Mm -hmm. What's the rental property worth? Um, it's worth about one, or excuse me, it's about two seventy eight right now. Two seventy eight. What do you owe on it? Uh, I owe one sixty six. Okay, so you've got about a hundred grand of equity in that home. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, there is one option that's kind of the nuclear option if you wanted to do it, and that is sell the rental because we're not in a place to be homeowners, let alone real estate investors, right now because you're feeling the mm -hmm. crunch, you're living with family. I want you to get out of this, and I want you to be a real estate investor if that's what your heart wants. But right now, it's not even fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you're making a little money off of this, but one thing goes wrong. What happens when the HVAC blows on that thing? How are you going to pay yeah, for it? Yeah, I'll be. I wouldn't even know. Credit cards, personal loans, going further into debt, that's how you'd pay mm -hmm. for it. And we know because that's the calls we get on the show. So that is one option. Um, the other option is increasing your income. Now you've got two kiddos at home. What does childcare look like with the family situation? Um, so they do before and after school. So it's about, um, maybe two fifty, two fifty a month total. Okay. 
to cover and that? And you get child support monthly, typically. Okay, is that on top of your income? Yes. Okay. And no alimony, just child support? No, correct. Okay. And what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a refer- referral coordinator, so I work in the medical field. Cool. I'm wondering, is there a room for, uh, room for growth in that medical field so we can get your income up? Ken is already nodding yes. <laughs> what kind of work yeah, is I, that? I, um, so I work remotely from home. I uh, used to work as a medical assistant in offices. Um, so, yeah, I, I've always been looking for a second income. I actually used to do Instacart for a little bit, but I ended up stopped doing it because when I went to go do my taxes, the tax person said that I need to cut that because I'm going to be jumping into, I guess, a new tax bracket, and it's not worth it. Oh, no. See, this is bad You had advice. a CPA that didn't understand how tax brackets work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like literally this bonehead said to you, don't make more money because you're going to have to pay more in taxes. I got news for you. The exactly. more money you make, you're always going to get more taken out of the check. It's just how it works. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Um, but they I'm need just to go curious, back to school. What, what, is the, what does the ladder look like in your world, the type of work you do in the medical field? What, what would be another rung or two up the ladder? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in school because um, I, I thought I wanted to do nursing, but I end up that's not what I want to go for. So I'm actually trying to go get my bachelor's in um, medical um Oh my gosh, I can't even think right now. That's okay. I'm trying to become a le- trying to become a leader, uh, get into leadership mm-hmm. in the medical field, um, like management. Do you need a degree for that? For uh, yes, a lot of them are requiring at least a bachelor's. Okay, good. How far out? In our area. How long before you get that finished? Oh, a while. I just started the oh, beginning of this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how so? It, it, let me say this. I want to throw it back to George real quick. I I would be okay with her pausing on that schooling, maybe since so she's at the beginning, in order to maybe get financially stable. Yeah, we need a foundation built, and I want to see what promotion you could get without mm-hmm. the degree. Because mm-hmm. if we can get more income, whether it's Instacart or something else, and I know you got the little ones, but if you can start making more money, ideally getting promoted up the ladder where you are or inside of another medical organization and then we get your debt under control we pay that debt off you're going to have a massive raise and now all of a sudden you're going to have more margin than ever and then we can tackle school but my concern if i could play older brother with you just for a moment Mm -hmm. i mean first of all single mom my heart goes out to you and you're an absolute absolute heroine you're a rock star you're amazing okay But I don't want you to try to do too much at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think the degree will always be there. And I also know, because I've coached thousands of people uh, on, on, through promotions, you mm-hmm. can get promoted without a degree. Can you ultimately get where you want to go without it? I'm trusting you on this that maybe the answer is no. But the degree mm-hmm. will be there. I'd rather you put all your extra time and energy outside of taking care of those precious little ones into mm-hmm. making more money and paying off this debt. George, would you agree? agree. Absolutely. Okay, so let's press pause right now on the schooling because that's money you don't mm -hmm. need to be spending either. And you're not paying much in rent, it sounds like. What is your rent every month? 500. Okay. Well, that's good news. So your expenses are low. It sounds like you're bringing in over three grand a month with this, if you add in the rental income, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the question is how much of that can we start to throw at this debt? And right now, your baby step one, $1,000 starter emergency fund. Could you have that in 30 days if you really tried? Sell some stuff, I've, get yeah, on a budget. I could. Great. Mm-hmm. That puts you at baby step two. 
Start to lay out these debts, smallest to largest balance, ignore the interest rates and go, what is that smallest one? I'm going to attack it with a vengeance while paying minimums on the rest. And Financial Peace will walk you through that. You already have that. Every dollar, the app you just downloaded, that's going to help you create this margin. You can sign up for that webinar I'm doing. We'll show you how to use it. Everydollar.com slash budgeting is the place to go for that. But we want to walk with you, Sharina, uh, because we believe that you're going to conquer this debt. You're going to call back and we're going to do your debt-free scream on the air. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman. Our scripture of the day, Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Mark Twain once said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Sounds like a old school Ken Coleman right there. I like uh, that. Except it's not. It's Mark Twain. Hey, bonus points if you can tell me his real name. That's his pen name. Listen, Ken, there's enough I got to keep in my brain. What's his uh, real just name? Just a little bonus information for our audience. Samuel Clemens. The there real, it is. The real life name of Mark Twain. Look at that. See, even the audience. That rung a bell. Even the folks in the lobby are like, thank you. Ken, I appreciate that. Just a little, I can drop that at my next cocktail party. I was going to say, you're Mark Twain trivia night. Yeah, or that. I love a trivia night. Invite me, folks. Hey, speaking of trivia, we uh, people got Ooh. questions. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. People and today's, have questions. Today's question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. It's the one place to find reliable HVAC, plumbing, and electrical providers near you. Brands like AirServe, Mr. Rooter, and Mr. Electric have local pros ready to help. So stop wasting time scrolling through pages of results. Just go visit Neighborly.com today. By the way, my uh, one of my high school nicknames was Mr. Electric. But we'll I was going to guess Mr. Rooter. It just sounds funnier to me. It's a funnier nickname. <laughs> oh, man. I got to leave that alone. Mr. Rooter. Mr. Rooter. That's what they called me. Uh, today's question comes from Tess in Arizona. I'm looking to buy a new car soon. I'm seeing lots of incentives, almost $2,000 off when financing. I have the money saved, so what if... Oh, boy, George. I financed for the discount, then paid off before the first note is due. Of course. Would I be charged interest or any other fees? Is this considered debt? Genius. Okay, Tess. Yes, this is considered debt. I don't know how you could say I'm financing and it's not debt. Now, what you're saying is, hey, I have the money. What's the big deal? I'm just taking it. I'm being a smart consumer, getting the discount, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then I'll pay it off immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some things you have to consider here. Number one... When you're financing, the dealer can throw in a lot of different extra fees they tack on there, but they've distracted you, right, with this little carrot they've dangled, which is the $2,000 off. Oh, yeah, you can hear it. $2,000 $2, $2, off. $2,000 off. We don't know. We don't actually know what a good deal is in this scenario until you really look at the numbers and you start. And once you're at that point, Ken, once you're across the desk in the financing office, the party's over. They know they've got you. Oh, yeah. It's and a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure when you get in those offices. And there could be prepayment penalties because they know people are going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so they say, hey, you can't pay this off within this time frame. Yep. And the other thing is the lender, the financing office, loses the commission if you pay it off in a short window. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things there to consider. And if you have the cash, I don't know why you're messing with that. I think you're going to get a better deal and honestly, I would run from that dealership. Uh, it sounds like you're just seeing this incentive on online, but I would go get a better deal elsewhere. A reputable, independent used car dealer, 
you're going to get a better car there. And when you said new car, yeah, I know that's also a big, Yikes. that's a big trigger for me, Ken. There's only a few people who should be buying brand new cars. And that is folks with a million dollar net worth and no debt. Yeah. Because the hit you're taking on depreciation is insane. Yeah. New cars lose 60% of their value in the yeah. first five years. Yeah. And uh, I just did a video on this, Ken, on my YouTube channel. Of course you did. Get this, nine days ago, and it's called Why Is Why is No One Talking About America's Wealth Killer? And it has almost a half million views. Well, and George, people, for once, are agreeing with me. You're, They're big, going, you're big time. Half a million well, views. Well, I think it's because people, this George is such Gilles a hot topic. Channel. Well, of course it is. Yeah, it's, you know, everybody's driving around the, the cars. And the you car know what else they say? Well, Ken, I mean, used cars are as expensive as new cars no, these days. No, not true. It's wiser to just buy a new car. Yeah. It's crazy. That's insane. By the way, you know all this like hubbub about electric cars? Have you seen the prices on the electric cars? Insane. Now, you bought a used one. Very, yeah. Mine's 10 years old. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't look 10 years old. Thank you. I, I try to take care of it. Yeah. It looks fantastic. But uh, it, it, there's, this, there's this pressure and there's going to be a whole wave of pressure uh, to to buy the electric car, it is it is all a big giant collusion, and it's forcing people to really think. Well, it's where we're going. We got to get one. Might as well get it. And next thing you know, they're driving around with the fifteen hundred dollar car. Oh my gosh! Because they're thinking, well, one day they're going to force us to drive. Uh, first of all, there would be an American revolt if they forced us all. And I know there's some things in California going on. I can't even count that as a legitimate state at this point for all the stuff they're forcing people to do. But in the great state of Tennessee, you drive what you want. Uh, but with that, it's your American right to drive stupidly expensive cars. Uh, and they're for your ego. Don't tell me they're for reliability and for your children's safety. Yeah. I just don't buy it. I'm going the other direction, folks. I'm I'm going to be driving. Once I get the kids, everybody's out. I've already got, you know, I got my classic 72 Love convertible that. Carmen, Carmen Gia. Gia. Love that. Thing. Little air-cooled engine. I'm going old school, baby. I'm just going to putt around and put out all kinds of old emissions. <laughs> Love it. Just, you just... Take this emission and shove it. You know, that's wow. what I'm going to do. Old cars. You told you them. You can't track me because I'm just along in my little Oh, antique. Elon knows where I am at all times. Yeah, exactly. He's checking in. He'll pipe through my car speaker exactly. at any moment. Exactly. Another reason why I wouldn't buy an electric car. There we go. Well, uh, all that to say, Tess, I would not do it for the incentive and financing. You're getting screwed. And if you, and if you think you're winning, you're definitely getting screwed. Because the dealerships are not losing on these deals. They're not, whenever they're like, well, you're really taking us to the cleaners here. My manager's real upset with me. No, they never even talked to the manager. They went to take a smoke break and came back because yeah. they knew they got you, you know in what? the bag. You know what? I'm so it's glad exhausting. you brought that up. You need to do a video on YouTube on that. Like walking through, because you're the hilarious. Whole roll. What's actually happening when they do the, okay, let me go talk to my manager. Yeah, they're back there talking about what money they've put on what football game. Like I'm really going out on a ledge here for you. Manager's docking my pay for this one. I'm not even making a commission. Really. Yeah, what a ruse. It's always that is. Some, oh, it's exhausting. Give me a so, break. This is why I rarely buy cars because it's exhausting. When I do, I don't deal with these dealerships. No, thank you. All How right. do you feel about buying a car directly from a from a real person? That's where I like to go. You know what? We're actually we just filmed a video on this. We're going to release it soon on buying used cars, selling used cars, the right way to do it. I think it's great. Now, do your due diligence. Don't buy a used car from a random Joe Schmo and then yell at us when it's a clunker. Get an inspection. Yeah. You can go to Firestone, get this done for 50 bucks. It'll do a 120-point inspection. The other thing to do is actually check the Carfax, check the history, make right. sure it has a clean title, meet them at the at a police station, meet them at the bank, do your due diligence when it comes to these things. But once you do the- The police station? Yeah. That's a great place to meet for any transaction. <laughs> 
I mean, it is, but that seems like a little much. I think the grocery store is fine. Well, you know, in your neighborhood, Ken, but in my seedy neighborhood, no, it's fine. But yeah, bring a friend along, do what you got to do. That's good. That's very practical information. Should we? I don't think we have time for another question, Ken. I'm sorry, Diane. We love you. We'll no, get you we on the do. next one. Go well. Uh... It's risky. You know what we'll do? We'll get her to. Uh, we'll kick her to Ken's show. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Diane, we'll, t- we'll take you on the Ken Coleman Show. Christian will make sure we get to you. Sorry. I, I, but, you know, I, Ken I think got that's... excited about cars. Well, listen, we see TikTok videos. We've played it on the show before where people are bragging about having a combined $2,000 plus of car payments. Two people in a family where, you know, they're probably making a combined 60, 70 grand. And That's they're a new that level of, of stupidity when you're bragging about how stupid your decision was. Yeah, but, they, but you know why they don't think it's stupid? Because we've been told that having a nice car is a right. It is If you're an American, you have the right to go down to uh, Billy Bob's Truck Empora and get yourself a truck that costs $80,000. Oh, and yeah. I'm probably low price. I'm probably well, the last ball. The last stat I checked, it was 15% of folks with car payments have a payment over $1,000. For one car. Is that, did you hear that? That, I, I gotta tell you, I need some Maalox. That's almost one out of five people walking around with over a thousand bucks in a car payment. And then the same people can who are like, man, this president's really killing us with inflation. These grocery prices are really crushing us, man. Right. And I'm going, dude, you drive a car with a $1,500 yeah. car payment. Right. I can help you with inflation. Stop spending your money on stupid stuff, you bonehead. There it is. That's how I want to end today's show. Yeah. It feels appropriate. Well, Ken, it's been fun. Always Always enjoy hosting with you. you, Thank you for listening, America. Thanks to all the folks in the booth, Christian, Will, James, Zach, Andrew, keeping the show afloat for us today. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.